بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وآله وأصحابه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته buddy okay all right so look I didn't tell anybody what we're what we're going to be talking about at least what we're going to start with so basically I just want to start off with the story time I held off on telling anybody this because I wanted to share it on the podcast all right I like where this is going so look, <laughs> I like where this is going um, be quiet let us so talk listen, <laughs> yesterday I went to the gym with the intention to just go play some basketball. Uh, like, uh, I got there, prayed also outside just because I was like, I don't want to be in traffic while I'm going, uh, going to the gym. So I go there, pray also, then I go inside to play some basketball. I realized there's some kids I've seen there before, but like, we were chilling. The last time we played, we were chilling. Like, these are high schoolers, and I know how high schoolers are. Like, they're kids. Like, I'm, I'm 22, so I understand, like, where my mindset is versus theirs. Like, these are kids. They want to have fun. They're probably going to talk trash. I was like, all right, it's all cool. It's all good and fun. I just want to get some cardio in. Bro, you 22? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I get there, and we start playing. The first game, not mind you, this is the first game I'm playing. They're talking to me like I, like I don't know English. They were saying stuff, and I just wasn't paying attention because I was just trying to play. Like, I was trying to warm up. And then they were saying some some garbage, and, like, I remember... Uh, there was a play where they were arguing a call. Like, they tried to call the ball out, and it wasn't out. And I was just telling them, like, it's not out. We shot for it. Like, you know that in basketball, you shoot for it. If it goes in, no more excuses. They kept making excuses, and they were talking about me. I was like, yo, what the, What did I do to you, bro? Like, well, like, I just got there. Not even five minutes. This guy's talking talk about him. Trash. He's cussing me out. Whole bunch of other stuff. His friend. He's, like, they're talking to each other in the corner, like, gossiping and stuff. I'm like, what's going on here? And me... <laughs> I, I at the at the beginning I was just remembering like I'm I'm older than these guys these are kids and stuff like this but it kept going on like I stayed there for like a couple hours to play basketball and they were still there doing the same exact thing for hours so you could imagine how I started to feel like I kept trying to remember Allah and you know make istighfar and be like okay these are kids but then there was just moments like spur moments where I was like I was gonna get in his face and like start cussing him back out because I was getting angry even mm-hmm. though I'm older than him it's like it's natural to it's like in our human nature, like we're gonna get angry at times, but I was—I just kept thinking, like, bro, what would I do to you right now if I did not fear Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala? And I know we've said some th- stuff like that before, like what we could do to people if we didn't fear Allah. And that's not to say, like, oh, I'm bigger than people, or I'm, I could do things and harm people. It's just—it's not my self control. Yeah, it's exactly. About, it's, it's my about like it's about out of the the dis like the ability to avoid. Like a big problem, wrong action, just yeah. because you feared God. Prevention over cure. Yeah, yeah like so, basically what Islam believes in. So, I my in my mind, I just kept thinking, like, what I would do to these guys had I not feared Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Like, even though I'm older than them, because they they were talking like they wanted to fight or something. I was like, bro, it's not even that serious. I was like, well, they they're cussing me out, they're calling me trash and this and that. And I was like, why is it that serious? Like, where does this get you in life? I was gonna say these things out loud, but then they were gonna think like, oh, I'm this old man, this like old head, because these are jits. Like, bro, in the middle of playing basketball, they went and got pizza. I was like, and one of the dudes was like, they having a pizza party here. I was like, <laughs> I was like well, I started laughing. I was like, man, it feels like that, bro. But like. What it made me think of was like, bro, how do I control my anger in these situations? Because I left and I was even more angry than I was because I was like, I, there was so many things that were going on in my head. Like, you know, when after a situation has happened, like has passed, you start thinking of things you could have done. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's either better. Maybe it's either, yep, either yep. worse. It's like you think of things that you could have said that could have turned the whole situation in your favor, maybe. So I was thinking of that type of stuff and like, 
I, I just wanted to go back and say it, but I was like, no, see, like, well, lies, it's not worth it. You know, me doing this right now, I stepped away. I, you know, I, I kept my composure. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward me for that. And then I even went home after I prayed and I made dua and I was like, let, like, let Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be a witness that I forgave them for any like harm they caused me internally, like mentally, physically or whatever. And before I went to sleep, I was like, because I know about this from our brother Yusuf, he was telling us about um, uh, a story of like a man who he lived such a prosperous life because he used to forgive people before he went to bed. So he used to say like, let, let Allah know that anybody who's wronged me, I forgive them. So I was like, anybody who's wronged me, I forgive them. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive me for anybody I've wronged that I can't seek forgiveness from. Mm -hmm. So the moral of the story was controlling your anger. Because I know there's a lot of people out there who, who, if they were in my situation, they wouldn't have controlled it. And I'm not saying I kept my composure the whole time. No, at the beginning, that first game, I did not keep my composure. I started chattering back to him. I called him trash and stuff. Like, I called both of them trash. It was two people. I kept calling both of them trash and stuff like that because they were getting into my, like, they got on my head a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, my heart was pumping. And I was like, man, I had the adrenaline going. I was like, my fist was balled up mm -hmm. while we were playing and stuff. <laughs> like, here's, here's the thing. I'm not, look, I'm no better than any man. In that scenario, I can't tell you how I would have reacted. If I was I placed know. in the same exact shoes you were, I can't tell you how I would have reacted. I, neither, I'm pretty sure neither can any of you guys. Anger is something which is spontaneous. That's the thing about character. Character is not like, oh, uh, it's not like the prayer was a specified time where you know this is going to happen at this time so you can prepare for it. No, character, when your character gets tested, it's on the spot, spontaneously. This is who you truly are. Uh -huh. Be behind those closed doors will be reviewed, uh, revealed. And this is exactly what I was like emphasizing on like the last episode where it's like, you, you might look down on people because, you know, they might commit a certain thing or they react in a certain way in a certain situation, but you never know until you're placed in that same situation. You can sit here and say, oh, I'm going to act like I'm going to act like this whenever I go through this. But you really never know. And that's why it's a test. It's a test upon you. You know, you think like, look, for example, Allah is the one who decreed that test onto you, right? Yeah. You think that you know better than him by saying. Okay, well, if Allah put me in this situation, I'm going to act exactly like this. No, exactly. of course he doesn't. Yeah. Of course he knows better than you. He knows that you, you might not react in such a way. And it's also to show you that Allah knows and that you don't. You, like know, you know, one of the most beautiful things that I love about Islam is that how in the Quran and the Prophet, they yeah. both, they both uh, talk about how backbiting and slandering is something which is so uh, vulgar. It's so bad in the eyes of Allah. And what's beautiful is that it's not, it's not just um, slander. Slander is something saying something that's not true about someone behind their back. Backbiting is saying something which is displeasing to that person behind their back. But it's true. I, but it's true. Either way, it's bad in the eyes of Allah. Why would you look? Why would you? You must be so sorry to take time out of your day to go and gossip about another person, try to diminish their status. Like how insecure could you could you be about yourself? But hold on, look look how normalized it is. Anywhere you go, you go you go to a restaurant, people are backbiting. You go to school, people are backbiting. It's like you can't even hold a regular conversation without having someone else's name in your mouth. Exactly. No, but you know one thing. Like when I when I knew they were talking about me, I said uh, I said in one of my duas, "May Allah forgive them for that they do not know that which they do." Mm -hmm. And I know that hadith because um, I believe was it the Prophet Ali who asked that hadith. What uh, oh. when the people of Mecca they used to like diminish his. His value, he asked them, he asked Allah for forgiveness for them because they don't know what they do. They're okay. ignorant. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was thinking about for them. I was like, man, they're ignorant. Like, I'm still getting angry, but at the same time, I'm thinking in my head, like, it was two, it was a battle of two things. Like, there was the side of, like, they're kids. They don't know what they're doing. You know, they're not Muslim. Like, they don't know 
what goes on outside of this area. Like they take this stuff so serious, but that's cool. But then there was the other side that was like, bro, somebody got to discipline them. And I was like, I'm going to be the one to discipline them. <laughs> like, yeah. But no, nah, I couldn't do that. But see, that's, that's like you had the nefs. That's like a battle within yourself. It's mm -hmm. like it's like when you see in those TV shows or those cartoons, you see the an the good angel and the bad angel. It was like <laughs> I heard the whispers of Shaitan and I heard you know my conscience telling me that you know Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will ask you about the way you act here mm -hmm. because like you could use anger is is a hardship if you can't control your anger. That's a hardship for you. That's something you struggle with. Well, the Prophet said the best of you are those who control their anger. The most strongest of you. Yeah, exactly. But I like how you you said it was like a test of character like and it's not just about anger it's everything mm -hmm. everything there's a test of uh, a test of character in every single like action that you go through every single day because a lot of us we could live in a manner where we plan out our days we have a routine but once that one thing doesn't go with our routine what happens to our day do we let it ruin it yeah that, that bro that's amazing because like whenever I, when i'm when i'm thinking about the scenario like the story you just told us I want like every able-bodied man or woman to think about a time where someone was just blatantly disrespecting them, and you thought to yourself, they don't even know like what goes on in my life. They don't even know anything about me, and they have the audacity to come and say all these bad things about me in front of my face. Like what? I have every right to clap you up, but you know. And then if if you're a Muslim, you said no for the sake of Allah. Like I leave it. I leave it to Allah. Like it's okay. You know, Alhamdulillah. I praise Allah. There's someone probably worse, probably in a worse situation than me. Someone's probably putting their hands on someone else. Like, I want you to think about the Prophet ﷺ. Think about what you went through, not think about what he went through. The Prophet ﷺ lived day in, day in, day in, like, day and night, day and night, day and night. The people, they used to slander, they used to say bad things about him. They used to say, oh, he worships, he worships Allah, he worships a God, he worships this, that, this, that, the third. They wanted to, to take him out of his home. They, they planned to kill him. They stoned him. Like they didn't just talk about him. So like, his shoes actually, filled with blood. Yeah, they they ridiculed they ridiculed him, and they actually physically harmed him. And then now think about this: if you don't love our prophet after this with all your heart, then I don't know who will. After all of that, like we just described, when Prophet ﷺ came back to Mecca with that cavalry, with the with the soldiers tenfold, and he he looked at all the people. They're like the same people that stoned him, ridiculed him, said all this stuff about him. Uh, he came in, they were like, what are they, what are he they going to do to us? He asked them, yeah. What is he going to do to us today? He came with his head lowered. He said, oh, today victory belongs to Allah alone. That's number one. And the second thing he said, what would you? What do you guys think I'm going to do with you today? And what did they respond with? Uh, you're going to kill us. <laughs> what, what did Rasulullah respond with? You're all free. He freed every single one of them. No punishment. No, no. He had no like remorse, and, like no... Vengeance in his heart. I mean, it's even a beautiful story when, you, like, you say that, and then you also think about the um, the person who killed his uncle Hamza anhu, and he let him live because he uh, he turned back to Islam, even though he didn't want to see him like in public. He still like he let him live. Like, who can say that they would let that slide? Hold on, hold on. It's not even just killed. What exactly? What exactly did he do to him? Look at the way. Look at the way he he, he treated his uncle. Like he cut his ears off. All, all 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 sorts of horrid things. It's just not like it's like overkill. Like look for example. Like a lot of a lot of us we play video games, right? So let's say you get killed, right? And that guy he starts spraying your body even after you're dead. You just sit there. You're like, bro. Like there, there's no reason to sit there and be doing that. And obviously you mean you mean you mean pure disrespect if you're doing that. So imagine that happening in real life. And I'm not trying in to compare life, a video yeah. game to to real life. 
And that's the ultimate form of And disrespect. that's exactly. So imagine in a video game, you get that mad. So imagine in real life to someone you love and care about. Someone that's like your brother. Yeah. Someone who went to war for the sake of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the same way he went to war. Like, you, you think about that, like, see, these are the types of thoughts that I, be, I want to have in my mind when these situations arise. But see, it's not always like it's that. It's not always like, like that. I can recall the time when we were at the soccer field and a fight was about to break out. Mm -hmm. But see, I wasn't the one directly involved. So obviously I was the calmest out of everyone because I just saw, I saw it from the third person's like point of view. You see like there's this side of the story, this side of the story, then there's the truth. I was on the side that was with the truth because I saw, I, was, I saw both sides. I was like, okay, I'm not going to let a fight break out because both are wrong. I knew, I knew which side was wrong. I knew which side was right. Both sides had a, a reason to be upset. So that's why I was able to calm it down. But now this happened directly to me. No one was, no one else was involved. There was no one else who uh, was seeing what was going on. Like they could just hear the words going back and forth. They could hear like uh, us getting angry at each other, but no one actually knew because no one else was involved. They weren't talking to nobody else. So then I was like, I was just thinking in my head, like, bro, I preached all the, all this time, like how calm I can be in these situations, how I could diffuse situations. But here I am getting mad. And these are some jits. Like these are children. They're, they're teenagers. They're young. Like, what has what has gotten me so angry to the point where I was ready to fight one of these guys? No, I mean, look, for example, I have I have a like a pretty similar story that happened to me a couple of weeks ago. So I go to car meets and I'm now there. Now it's kind of the opposite of you. I'm surrounded by people older than me. <laughs> I'm surrounded by grown men. I'm surrounded by people who, let's say, have a chip on their shoulder because they think that they, you know, they drive something expensive. They drive something nice. Right. OK, so. We go out there and then we go out to Mexico. We do, you know, they go out racing, whatever, right? And for some reason, every single time we come back, like, look, this time, this time in particular, like, usually, usually an argument breaks out between people because somebody's mad that someone else lost, whatever it may be. But this particular time, you know, I was, I'm on the winning side, you know, I'm winning and people just start talking crap to me. And I'm like, look, listen, I have, I don't know why you guys are mad at me for, for simply winning. Like, I don't, I don't do anything. I'm not out here talking, talking smack like everybody else. Everybody out here to talk smack. Like, I understand why you have a reason to be mad. But me, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do for you to be so mad at me? They're over here, man, that thing's a dud. You puppy kicking, this and that. And I'm like, look, listen, at the, at the same time, look, in my head, I, I want to be so disrespectful and be like, look, the same people, the same person that's talking right now, you, you, you recently crashed your car. I can bring, I can bring that up. I can bring up, like, you know, all these types of things. But I'm like, you know. I'm trying to contain myself. You know, these are all points I can bring up. Or I'm, I, he even got to the point where, you know, this guy's up, up in my face. He's, sh he's showing videos. And I was like, all right, I can really, I'm going to, I'm going to smack this guy. But I didn't, you know, I just, I just kept having to hold my composure, hold my composure. And it was hard. It was hard. I, I just got to the point where I had to walk away a little bit. Like you said, you know, you got your heart, heart pumping, your face starting, to, face starting to shake. You know, you starting to feel, you starting to feel heated on the inside. But you're just like, you know, I got to keep my composure. I got to keep my composure. You know, you walk away, you take a deep, you take a few deep breaths. You remember Allah. You're like, you know, how is Allah looking at me in this certain certain situation? Allah is monitoring me. You know, but imagine, I I, I could have easily exploded on this guy. Exactly. Well, I, that, that's exactly how I was feeling. I was like, why are you talking to me? Like, I'd go to score a bucket and they'd be talking, calling me trash. I'm like, yo, what did I do, bro? Like, I just, well, I just gave that half some cardio. No, but here's the thing, though. Like, that's my whole point. I understand if I was one of these people out here that talks smack and is openly disrespectful to you. 
But I wasn't being any of those things. Why are you now getting mad at me? And it just shows you, like, it, it also reminds me of the term. People going to hate on If you're not being hated on, then obviously you're not doing something right. Right, people gonna hate on you if you're doing something right, and that that's that's exactly what I came to the conclusion of afterwards. I was, I'm not thinking about that in the situation. In the situation, I'm just like, bro, like, should I smack this guy? Should I like, what should I walk away? Like, what 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 exactly should I do? And also, here's the thing: never be like the type of person to be like, oh, okay, you know, I'm just always gonna be forgiving this and that, and not be able to stand your ground. You can be forgiving and stand your ground. You no one said you had to be disrespectful. No one said you had to go out and harm this person, but you can. You can let them know that you're not the person to sit there and be talking smack to and this yeah. and that. You know, it's never okay. Turn the other cheek type of thing. Because yeah. look, Islam is a peace uh, is a peaceful religion, but it's not a pacifistic religion. Yeah. If somebody's out here openly attacking me, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend myself. Exactly. Whether it be verbally, physically, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm well, not gonna be out here overdoing it. Yeah. You know, we're we're in moderation. That's exactly how I was thinking. Like, I was like, man, if it ex if it ex escalates any more, then I knew exactly what I was going to say. Because I knew I wasn't going to get to the point where it got to fists or anything like that. But I was just angry to that point. But I knew if it escalated any further, I was going to start just bringing up, like, where does this get you in life and that type of stuff. Like, I, I always have those types of conversations in my mind. Like, anytime I've diffused a situation, it's always something like that. Like, what is this going to get you in life? Where does this, how does this help you reach your goals in life? And you know what's so crazy? You know how you say you didn't say that because they were youngins and they're going to look at you. Oh, you're just this old guy. Like, look, imagine me. I'll be thinking the same things. I want to say these types of things to these people. Oh, he's just a young in person, this and that. But at the same time, you know what, you know what I decided to do? I decided to say those things anyways, because even though they might not benefit from it, other people from the other side might be like, you know, he's right. might actually listen and be like, you know, if someone young like that can act like that, why why does it give me an excuse not to act like that as well? Because at the end of the day, you can't say I wasn't fair. You can't say I wasn't being just. You can't say that I was being disrespectful or wronging somebody. Well, the thing is, one of like one of the things that was going on in my head as well was like me thinking back to when I was their age. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I was ignorant at their age. If someone did this to me, like it was it was a tough situation because I'm not going to act the same way I do right now. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. even though I saw myself younger and I was mature then, it's not like the maturity you have now. Like, I have the maturity of an adult now. Then I was mature in, in the fact that, like, I understood life and this and that. Like, I understood why I was on earth. You blah, got a little, blah. your little yeah. own things going on. Like, you, like yeah. you get in there. Like, you, you just starting to realize. Yeah, like exactly. But... It wasn't like if that was a situation and I was their age. Oh yeah, it's breaking out. No, I one, already know it. one point. One point I want to bring up is that when people seem to talk like how you guys have uh, described here, like your the oppositions, it seems that they have like some insecurity within themselves that they can't contain. Maybe so they just have to let it out on other people. Now, whenever I hear this stuff like this, whenever like now, whenever someone talks trash to me, I'm like, oh, like it's like it's like knowing when you see a right answer on the test. It's just like I can see it. You're so obvious right now. Like I, I, I see know right I, through you. I dog. see right through you, buddy. Like <laughs> that's why I just start laughing. No. I don't even feel like one hundred hundred because because look. It's gonna sound really weird, but if I were to say something, what I wanted to say, all the thoughts that ran through my mind back to like to someone who made me angry, I'll do so much more worse to them than their insecurities. So I'll just leave it at that. Dude, hundred percent. That's why I'm like, like what I could say is so worse, so Virgo, so hot on. I can't, like, I can't, bro. <laughs> No, no, no. It, no, but it's, it's like it's not hor it's not crazy to say that because everybody's gonna have those. Yeah, that's of it's the compulsion. And it, it's just it's it's strong to admit it. It's not it's not weak to admit that, okay, I've had these types of thoughts, but I've gotten away with it. I've gotten away from it. Not with it. <laughs> <laughs> these are the actually the type of things that make you more humble where you're like, I understand I can have these thoughts and you can have these thoughts too. 
right? So I understand that we as human beings, we have these similarities. Now it's just the way the way we handled it is two di- completely different Bro, ways. Perfect. Yeah. I just want to reiterate that. Look, every, like you said, a lot of people, it's not, it's not like weak to admit that you have these compulsions. That's what makes it humbling. You know that just as easily you can end up in their position, yelling, making a fool of yourself, just as they did. Yeah. But like you got to say, Alhamdulillah, man, I had like, I, like maybe like I read a Quran verse earlier today and it made me, I thought about it. Like you got to say, Alhamdulillah, man, maybe Allah allowed me to think about him in that moment. Wallahi, it's such a humbling experience and a test of your humility whenever you get in a situation and you get angry. Because there's so many different ways that you can approach the situation that if you choose the route to say, oh, I fear Allah, I'm not going to go this route. I'm not going to go the route of fighting or using vulgar language or insulting or slandering or backbiting this person. Because now it's like, you see exactly who you are. Like, you're really going to show your true colors when you're angry. Mm -hmm. So if you if you've been hiding behind your anger all this time and then it finally comes out and then you explode and you become this horrible person, then that's who you've been all along. It's the same way if you see someone, they look like they've lived the most bliss life and they're such a good person, but then on the day of judgment, they'll be thrown in the hellfire. And you'll be sitting here thinking, why? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew what went, behind, like what went on behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. He knows what happened in their heart. He knows what their intentions held. Oh, maybe they did all this good stuff so that they get a reward or something. So that people would look at them. Hey, look, it's not so for generous. the sake of God. Exactly. This, that was for the sake of Allah alone. Like, and I knew it in the moment. I was like, yeah, there's no way. Like, there's nobody here I want to impress. If you want to impress people, especially in this society, I would have went and fought. Mm-hmm. Because they want to see someone who's big and strong and who can hold his own and stuff like that. That's why you see all these boxers and UFC fighters. Like, they're they're so well-respected and popular. Billion, it's a billion-dollar industry. Exactly. Here's the other thing, though, what you said. Saying, alhamdulillah, Allah allowed me to think in that uh, to think about him in that moment. This is such a this is such a beautiful thing because, look, look I'm going to say something for me personally. You ever been in a situation where... You might have achieved something or you might have been put in a bad situation and you didn't remember Allah in that moment. That was that that is one of the worst feelings that I would that I would have. Either I'd go through something good or I'd I'd go through something bad. And I didn't remember Allah in that situation. And then later on, I'm like, yo, like, why didn't I remember Allah? You know, I was so caught up in the moment. And that's scary to think about because it's like, why wasn't Allah the first thing that came to mind? That's actually crazy. Well, subhanAllah, you want to know why? Because there, there was a situation I can, I can recall where um, something had happened to me and I was upset. Like I, I was, there was like a fight about to break out on a football field. I wasn't part of it. I just saw it. And then I ended up getting hurt, like playing football. And I remember the first thing that came to my mind was not Alhamdulillah. The first thing that came to mind was a song lyric. Because you know, when you memorize a song, you just, those lyrics can just be playing over yeah, and yeah, over again exactly. in your head. Maybe you'll forget them for a time, but then it'll just come back. Especially if you like, listen to it a lot. Exactly. So I was like, why am I like, why am I remembering a song lyric before I remember Allah? Like I went home and I had to make dua and I had to seek istighfar because I was like, if I get hurt because I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I kept, I just couldn't for, like forget why like I heard a mute song lyric the moment I got hurt. Like that's just the thing that was just playing in my head. And I'm like, what's going on here? It just it, you know what's crazy is like in that moment, you can categorize this as this. In that moment, your body betrayed you. Mm-hmm. Now, in another moment, your body might not betray you. That's why you want to be consistent in your act so that your body doesn't betray you at the time of death. See, but when, he, you're, when you're about to die, you don't want your body betrayed. You don't want your, like, you're not able to say, La ilaha illallah before you die. Mm-hmm. 
That's that's like Shaitan is on his final stretch trying to deter you from the right. That's path. what I was about to say. In, about to in these situations right here, like be also happy that you can reflect upon and blame these on the Shaitan. Because, you know, Shaitan can get the best of you. I mean, that's his job. Shaitan is very persistent. Yeah. He's gonna sit there and try to get you to commit kufr or to commit a sin as much as he can. Doesn't matter how big or how little, he's gonna try and get you to commit whatever. For him, the true definition of something is better than nothing belongs to him. That's his motive. Nothing, no, nothing, no one believes in that more than him. Yeah, because even the smallest sin, if he can get you to commit it, then he's done his job. He's done part of his job. Because getting you to commit that sin, he can get you to commit more sins mm -hmm. if you don't seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afterward. And look, here's, a, here's another thing, right? When we were talking about how to handle these situations. So I'm, I'm going to give you guys an example of a situation I handled, right? The way, the way I handled it, my thought process, and you know, what, what the outcome was. So I had a situation where I had, you know, a customer, right? And he was supposed to be my deal. The customer, he comes when, you know, he asks, he asks for me when I'm not there. So comes and asks for me when I'm not there. So somebody else handles him and take, and takes that customer away from me. Right. So even though, so even though I'm not there, even though it's my customer and they help him out, you know, I'm supposed to still be involved in that deal somehow. Right. Whether I get half of it or whatever. But the whole thing, the whole thing was stripped from me. Right. Because, because of, you know, a situation that happened a couple of years ago. Right. So I get, and then I'm, I was told the next day and I was like, yo, like I actually got mad internally. I was like, no way. I've been like I, this guy I've been working with for like a week now. No way. You guys are just going to go ahead and strip me from my deal. Right. Cause you know, you know, this is money, right? You know, this is money we use to pay our bills, to feed our family, whatever it may be, right? Whatever your circumstance is. You worked for it. Exactly. I work for it. And it just gets stripped from me like it's nothing. And I'm like, yo, 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 hold on. Now, why did it get stripped from me? You know, we, we're not going to get into all that, right? But in, in this situation, I will tell you that the reason why it was stripped from me was wrong. And I was like, the, I, I just wanted to re retaliate like so badly but I, I just kept the cool right and when i ended up finding the person right that took the, took the deal i just went i just like hey can i ask you a question and i just start having a conversation with him i was like look listen i'm respectful i'm simple you know I, i'm not i'm easy going i'm not gonna sit here and yell at you and fight 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 with you about it because that's what other people would do right this is the best way to handle the situation and we ended up having a good conversation about it and the issue was resolved but in that moment if i would have retaliated i I would have lost. I would have lost everything. I wouldn't have got nothing out of it. I wouldn't have succeeded in anything. Now look how Islam like rectifies a person. When you put the principles and the practices of Islam in place, it prevents, like you said, prevention over cure of bad things from happening. Yeah, but also look how Allah Subhanahu wa Taala tested him. Like he, uh, the decree of Allah took away his deal, and the way he handled it, he may have gotten more good deeds than any money that deal would have brought him. Mm -hmm. You think about that, mm -hmm. because. Not only, like, good deeds don't only count for 10 times per good deed, right? It can count up to 700. One good deed can count for 700. And here's the other thing I forgot to mention in the thing. That deal, it wasn't just, like, something small. It was a huge deal. So I was like, if I miss out on that, it's like, it's not one of those where it's like, oh, whatever, you can have that. It's like, dude, you, just, you might have just robbed me of my... My monthly living, <laughs> you know, yeah. so, something like that. <laughs> my monthly cost, you just took that away from me. That's that's exactly how I felt. I was like, no way. So then, yeah, that's why I was like, all right, I can probably get something out of it. But if I retaliate this way, I'm going to get nothing out of it. 
And on top of that, I could add worse to it. I can get sins from it now. Now I could be yeah. sinful and I lost my deal and now I'm mad. And now I end up with nothing. I just end up in the negative. Right. But instead, you know, something is better than nothing. Right. So, you, you know, you end up there, you handle the situation. Right. And you don't even know how many good deeds you could have you could have got in that situation. You know, that's and that's exactly. something you can't see. And then on top of that, you get something tangible. You can't see it, but you you believe that you got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you believe you're being rewarded for you acting in accordance with the Quran and Sunnah, acting in accordance for fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what he would do had you taken a different route in the situation you were just presented in. Right? And when it comes to money, what, what did you do in that situation? You didn't, you didn't act out of haste. I heard someone say, provision does not come from haste. Provision comes from decree. And here's but the mankind is ever hasty. Mm. Think about that. Yeah. So you can't be hasty in wanting this, 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 that, that, that. You gotta be. You gotta have patience in the struggle, and you gotta impatiently endure, and then you'll get it. What is what is being hasty? And, and, and in that, you'll it'll be way more fulfilling. I promise you. It is. It, 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 it I look. I can testify to that. It is. And on top of that, look, look what happens when people are so hasty over money. And I, I, I brought this up before. Look what money has done to people. It's put them in jail. It's got others killed. People kill over it. People steal over it. People die over it. Whatever it may be. Like, look, I, I could have ended up on that route. Really could have ended up on that route. But look, listen, yeah. it, it went to the total opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe treating money like it's an idol. Right? Idolatry. Exactly. And then what is money? You put, you put the value into the money. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying. I'd rather have nothing in my bank account but food, water, a house to stay. Someone else paying that for me, like it don't matter. That's provision. Provisions from Allah. You can have zero dollars mm-hmm. in your bank account. The, the the government can take away all your money, but provision comes from God. Mm-hmm. Like you can make one small donation, and all of a sudden you got a pay raise at your job or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's oh yeah, that's another thing. Charity, charity, man. Like the charity is so beautiful, and in the Quran, Allah or the Rasulullah also he said that whoever gives in charity, he doesn't decrease in the least. He doesn't decrease at all. Whoever like his money, his value doesn't decrease at all. That's why that's why you just see money. Money is just it's just it's just a number. Allah is the true provision is with Allah. That's where the true business is at. Hijab. The way I like to think about uh like the value of like donating and the value of money is the way that you'll live in Jannah. Jannah, there's no years, there's no age. You stop aging, there's an e- it's called eternity for a reason because there's no limit on it, right? Same way with charity. There's no limit on how many good deeds you can get from charity. Like money, yeah, you see the figure, but if you don't see the figure for what it is, then it's unlimited to you. It's like it's like any amount of charity is equal to a square. It doesn't matter how if it's a big amount or a small amount, it's equal to a square. So every single time you give in charity, it's like an unlimited amount, or in this case, where a square equals unlimited infinity. Like there's, yeah, exactly. There's no measure there's on no how measure. much you yeah. can do. That's what I like, meant by that. No. Between it, it, even it being one cent or a billion dollars, like there's no limit on how good that could be because that one cent could be the only cent that this person has had in like the past year or something like that. Like it could be something so small to someone else, but to that person, it's huge. To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's even bigger. Mm-hmm. Right, because that's you submitting to the fact that this money does not belong to me; it belongs to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. The provision belongs to Allah. The same way, like we eat these fruits and all these provision that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala provided us on this earth for for His sake. We say Bismillah before we eat because it's in the name of Allah. We do it for Allah. But see, money is a different thing. Like you need that food to survive, but we don't always need this extra 
$10,000. So if someone donates a portion of it, well, that's subhanAllah, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's humbleness as well. And one of the last things that I want to say is the reason why, like one of the leading reasons as to why uh, I could never listen to music or see it the same ever again was because I used to be in those times where I'd be remembering music over remembering the words of Allah or remembering dhikrullah. And I was like, what, how, what am I doing? What if I die in this state? I'm here hearing these rap words over Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Like, how could I be reciting song lyrics more than I recite Surah Al-Fatiha? You ever think about that? You ever, like, does anybody ever think about that? The people who listen to music, Muslims who listen to music and pray at the same time. If you're listening to music more than you listen to Surah Al-Fatiha, what does that really say about you? What's more important to you? You say Surah Al-Fatiha in five obligatory prayers because you have to. If you didn't have to pray, what would you be doing then? Like, I really want to know. You don't have to listen to music. Nobody's putting a gun to your head and saying you're going to hellfire if you don't listen to music. Dog, you remember how the conversation between me and you went when we stopped listening to music forever? Yeah. Like, the, I remember the last... I still remember to this day the last time you ever listened to music, or according to me, at least. Yes. I was in the car. There was music playing. I had headphones in, and I had a Quran playing. Hussein said, what are you listening to? I said, I'm listening to Quran. He said, oh, really? Turn off the music? We never listen to music ever again. I never heard music ever again come from Hussein. Because I, I just, like, bro, everything just clicked. It was like... Why, why would I need this in my life? It doesn't even contribute in the slightest. It doesn't make me feel better. It doesn't make, like, it makes me feel worse, if anything, because you listen to sad music, and now all of a sudden, I feel, I, see, I feel sad. Like, what the heck? <laughs> I'm listening to, I used to listen to Rod Wave, and I'd be feeling heartbroken. I was like, bro, I've never been in a relationship. How am I feeling heartbroken right now? <laughs> like, like, I'm being so for real right now. Like, what's going on? I'm, you listen to Young Boy, and all of a sudden, you want to be a gangbanger. Yeah, like, no. what's going on? You know, like, yeah, that, that is so true. Like <laughs> you said, like, you just listen to Young Boy, and now you just all of a sudden want to be a gangbanger. Like, after stopping listening to music, then hearing music again, you're just like, you start to cringe because you're just like, what are no people? way, no way I let this be the thing that I turn on first thing in the morning, last thing I listen to in the sleep, thing that I have on the car while I'm, <laughs> while I'm driving, thing that I have in the gym. Like, dude, it's just like, you can't be serious right now. This like this is really controlling my life, you know, intentionally or unintentionally. And I also be thinking like this is the thing that people go to spend money on concerts for. Spend money on concerts, getting crowds, or people be like, "Music saved my life." Oh, hold on, we could talk about this like the yeah, next no, one. Yeah, I actually yeah. like I like this conversation because there's a lot of things that are like running through my mind. But we've spoken enough for this uh, podcast. Like, see, this is what I was talking about. We didn't really have something definitive in mind, but we turned it into something beautiful. Like we talked about controlling our anger, uh, our character, having that humbleness and humility, turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in times where we could take the like the worst path, you know, follow the path of shaitan. <laughs> and, you know, with that being said, you know, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Make sure you share, with, share this with your friends and family. You never know whose life you can change by sharing this video. And uh, make sure you guys join the Discord server, building the biggest Discord server in the, in the Ummah, inshallah. We need you guys' help. And also, lastly, we're not scholars. We're still students of knowledge, so we're open for correction. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I think now we should start every episode with a story from one of us. Yeah, but, you know, I, I agree. Assalamu alaikum